What's up, Red Letter Disciples? It is good to be back with you. I'm Zach Zender, and in a couple minutes, I'm going to welcome my friend, Pastor Chris Johnson, onto the Red Letter Podcast. We co-host this podcast, and it has a mission, believe it or not, in all the craziness, to challenge you to be a greater disciple of Jesus. We really believe that the world needs to see a truer, greater, and fuller expression of Jesus. And he and the world sees that as you and I step up into our callings and be the great disciples of Jesus. And so we hope that that's what comes through. Today's episode, I, I said last week uh, on the very end of it, like it's a pretty crazy episode. What happens when the love of barbecue meets the love of God? In 2020, Andre Steven Anderson had a wild idea. What if I can use barbecue to bring the gospel to the world? How would you even do that? But he launched in 2020, he launched Barbecue Church. <laughs> I love the name of that church. We're going to do a great conversation today about how God is using this church. And, and also, like, you know this is going to happen. Strong opinions are going to get thrown out there. Pellet smokers versus charcoal. I don't know where you stand in it. Let us know. That would be great. Hashtag Red Letter Disciple on social media. Let us know as we get into this. But Andre's going to challenge all of us. Whenever God speaks, obey. And when you obey, be ready for God to take you wherever he wants to take you. He can take you on some pretty wild, fun, and crazy places. And But but today's episode really made me think as well, like what other hobbies, interests, sports, or activities can we be more intentional about making disciples and spreading the love of God? So can't wait for you to meet Andre. He's a unique dude and love what he's doing. But you're going to hear about from him in just like a couple minutes. Today's episode is sponsored by Red Letter Living. We create resources to challenge you to be a greater disciple of Jesus wherever you are. This podcast is one of them. Uh, if you're a pastor or church leader out there, like I know you want all of your people in your church to be greater disciples, but how? And, and not only this, we believe we've got the answer to that, and we can help you like grow your small groups by more than 40% by doing a 40-day challenge with us at Red Letter Challenge. Our 40-day challenges, again, not only make greater disciples, but they grow your small groups by 40%. We just went over the thousand church mark in how many churches have led a 40-day challenge, and we have had a 100% thumbs-up recommendation from pastors in the past. Every single one has been excited to go through it, seeing great results, and we would love for you to be a part of that. And so as you plan for the start of next year, we want to partner with you and we have some amazing deals with our ready to go church packs. So you can find out more about this, all of our 40 day challenges at redletterchallenge.com slash join. And newsflash, shh, I'm spilling some beans right now. Our best deals of the year are starting next Monday. Many call it Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, but we call it Red Friday. And those Red Friday deals, Black Friday deals, you know, they the companies just start doing those for like 10 days now. So, so we did too. But it's Red Friday deals and they're starting, if you're listening real time, Monday, November 20th. And you can find out more about those and, and the deals that are coming at redletterpodcast.com. But this is the perfect time to get in a church challenge for New Year or Lent of 2024 and start your year in a really awesome way, growing disciples of Jesus. So we're going to get to our episode in just a moment, but real quick, if you haven't yet, press pause and go and give us a five-star rating and write a quick review if this podcast has been helpful in your journey to be a great disciple of Jesus. All right, let's do this. All right, we got a fun one. They're all fun, but this one's, yeah, this one's going to be a lot of fun today. I know it is. Uh, we got Andre Stephen Anderson 
Coming on to the Red Letter Disciple Podcast, Andre's been a pastor for more than 20 years, but he has a love, Chris, that I know you love and I love as well. Love it. Smoking some barbecue. Oh my goodness, I cannot <laughs> wait for this one. And so in 2022... Did he, you know that's my love language? I did, actually. Mm-hmm. He combined both of his passions and he started, you're going to like the name of this church, Chris, yeah. Barbecue Church. Genius. That their, is genius. On their homepage, listen to this tagline. Yeah. To experience the love of God through the love of barbecue. I have so, my own church, but I'm transferring. I don't even care. I don't even know where it's at. I quit, I quit my own church. I quit. <laughs> if you're listening to this right now, Resurrection Church, I'm sorry. I just quit. You had a good run, like yeah, four months. Yeah, it was four months. So there you go. So Andre Anderson, welcome to the Red Letter Disciple. Awesome to have you, my man. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome to be here and awesome to have a new staff member. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's good. Hey, where are you out of? Where I need to know where I'm moving. Uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, man, it gets cold there. Darn it. Listen, where where are you at right now? I'm at Orlando, Florida. You want to move down? down? Okay. I used to live in celebration. Oh, yeah. yeah. Disney. So, So it's it's not. Hey, Mandy. (laughs) these these people want us to move to orlando come on let's go she said oh she said okay all right there you go thank you so much guys we'll see you next time on the red letter (laughs) all right andre i want to know what came first for you a love of food or a love of god oh come on (laughs) that's not a fair question yeah i mean food okay this well here's the thing so i was born and i needed to eat <laughs> so, I mean, come on. So there's that, but yeah. I'm going to I'm going to throw something at you. Yeah. You can edit this out if you need to. <laughs> but I was conceived at youth camp. <laughs> huh. Okay. You don't hear that very often. <laughs> right. So <laughs> Okay. So I was I was kind of I was kind of destined for this life. There on, you go. On yeah. holy ground so much. <laughs> I was on holy ground. Yeah, it was it was holy ground for real. Man. And and here I am. I'm there a mom, my, like literally my mom had me and she's 14 years old. Wow. And and here I am. So tell uh, me, tell me about for, that. You, your mom has you at 14 year not not the conceiving part, the 14 year old. <laughs> tell me about what it's like to grow up in that space. Yeah. So I mean, when your mom is 14 years older than you. Your life is a tad bit different. You yeah. know, my mom is my friend. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, we grew yeah. up together. Um, my mom is still my friend. Us, I haven't lived in Pittsburgh uh, for 24 years uh, ever since I left. So this is my first time back. I've only been here since March. Okay. And, you know, being around my mom again, you know, my baby brother, you know, is 40 now. Um, you know, we just grew up with her. Like I call my mom Linda. Mm. Like it's, it's not really mom. It's, it's Linda. Like we just have this relationship and it's a relationship of respect. I love my mom. I, yeah. I cherish my mom. She's great, but we grew up together and wow, she helped lead the way in my life. I mean, my mom is a praying woman who loves the Lord, who prayed that, you know, her two sons would grow up to be men of God who lived out their calling. And we both are men of God who live out our calling because our moms prayed and the Lord answers prayers. So you said yeah. you were down in celebration and then what caused the move back to Pitts, uh, to Pittsburgh? See, you're going, you're going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> That's what I do. You're going down a rabbit hole. So, um, I was in Pittsburgh. 
I had graduated Bible college. I went to Rockford Master's Commission. So I moved out of Pittsburgh. I was in Rockford for three years. Moved to Celebration, Florida, three years. Met my wife. Got married. Moved to o Omaha, Nebraska. That's left right. Omaha. Nice. Yeah. So went to Omaha, was out there doing school assemblies, left there. Went to Chicago, Illinois, lived there. Went to the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania, left there. Went back to Rockford, left there. Went to Tampa, Florida, left there. Kansas City, Kansas, left there. Went back to Chicago, stayed there. Went down to Bixby, Oklahoma, left there. Went back to the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania, lived there. Went over to uh, Northwest Indiana, lived there. Uh, and then... So when did you stop running from the law? <laughs> listen, what? listen, what? Listen, don't put my business in the street like that. Um, <laughs> so here, so here, here's the interesting part. Part when I was young in Bible college, I heard I heard a story where it talked about how it was random that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were known by their pagan names, but Daniel was not. Yeah. Mm. And it talked about how so quickly we can end up in a society and change something, but then take on the characteristics of a society so that we're not able to be used again. Hmm. Hmm. And so I told the Lord, wherever you take me to bring change, I will go. Wow. And so take me wherever you want. And so the Lord has strategically placed me to go into an environment, ignite change and pull me out and take me somewhere else. So when you just asked your wife if she wanted to go to Orlando, she's actually nervous that you might go to Orlando. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. She's not nervous at all. Okay. She she's she it's no it, it's not like a surprise to her. She wants to move to Florida. She doesn't care when it is. <laughs> the Lord knows what she wants. My wife prays. So we'll end up back in Florida at some point. Believe that. Wow, that's, that's crazy! Awesome. I love yeah. it, man. So, in in each of these spots, then is ministry opportunities that you're coming in doing a thing and and starting something and and moving on to the next. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And now, okay. So, how do you have that faith to like entrepreneurial uh, new venture? Because I think there's a lot of people that listen to this that get caught in you know, the, the same old and they maybe have an idea or they maybe want to do something, but they don't. And so what, what, what is it in you? I, I heard that, yeah, obviously there was something biblically that you were grounded in this, this call to, I will not be in a culture long enough that it overtakes me. I'll keep moving and I'll keep so that, so that I, I ignite that change. So, but what can you say to those that may feel stuck or may have an idea that are scared to go <laughs> from your experience? It sounds like you just go and do it. Um, so yeah, speak to that, that person. Did God speak to you or did he not? Hmm. Yeah. Did God speak or did he not? If, if God is calling you to do something, if he says, I need you to go do this, then you automatically have to assume that he's placed everything in your path to get you to, to be a success. And so you can't worry about the, what if this, what if that? These are bad things that could happen. These are great things that could happen. Those, those aren't your concern. If the Lord speaks, you have to move. Mm. And we have to get out of our own way and go, okay, the Lord said go. I'm going to go. You know, dude, there are so many people that looked at me, like in some of these last moves, like, why would you even go to that church? Like, why would you even go there? Yeah. But God called me. And the change that we saw 
was so immense. And we see what God did. We understand why God did it. It's not for me to understand on the front end. It's for me to be obedient and go to a place so that he can do the thing that he needs to do. So let us move forward in listening to the voice of God, spending yep. time with God so that we understand his voice, and then moving forward in that and saying, wherever you take me, I'm going to go and I'm going to do my best. Mm, so I what kind that. of change did you see, Andre? So, <laughs> I, I mean, I went, uh, I mean, I went to a church in a certain area and because <laughs> I, I said a bunch of places I've been, so let's keep it you know, <laughs> anonymous. So it could be one of 42 locations yeah, in that, America. It could be one of 42. Yeah, so you never know. Somewhere in the world. Yeah. I, w- I, w- I was at a church and um, we went there and we saw a, a church go through a massive change. Um, people ended up leaving the church. There were accusations thrown that were all false. And I was there to make sure a, a lead pastor was still alive at the end of his stint. Oh my goodness. Like it was, it was so bad that there was a possibility he could have ate a gun. It was that bad. And, but I'm the type of dude that if you're in a fight, I'm in a fight. Yeah. Um, and I'm a, I'm a six foot three dude who isn't afraid to throw hands in real life. So, um, he knew I had his back. He knew I had his family's back and I was the youth pastor. We went from a church of 350 to a church of a hundred, but I was running a youth ministry of 60 to 70 students. <laughs> um, that's the type of change we saw. And we yeah. saw God still changing young people's lives yeah. in the midst of craziness. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, that is insane. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy yeah. stuff, man. Oh, and yeah. In the midst of it, you come in and you're kind of a change maker and you're also creating this barbecue as well. You're smoking this stuff. Listen, listen, I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. It was, it was 2020 Mm -hmm. world shuts down. Mm. The in 2019, I was at a church and the pastor was smoking on, on a pellet smoker. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm tasting a food off it and I grew up charcoal. So I'm tasting, I'm like, man, the food is good, but I grew up on charcoal. Amen. Yeah. And so I'm like, I want to get a smoker. And my wife says, no, we're not getting one of these pellet smokers because that's, that's trash. Oh, wow. And I said, well, let me, let me look at some charcoal smokers. And then I found this, uh, the master built 560. Let me tell you about the goodness of the Lord. Your life forever changed. Mm. Let me tell you about the goodness of God, man. (laughs) (laughs) Now is that a stand-up one? Like is a box one or is it a barrel no, it, one? It looks like a regular, like your it looks like a standard propane smoker okay. is what it looks like. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's charcoal and wood on the side and it's gravity fed. So you light the bottom, shut the tops, turn the fan on. It'll stay at 200 for eight hours. Wow. Wow. Listen. Wow. Game changer. And and so it's charcoal. It's charcoal smoke, and then if you throw wood in there, it's the wood smoke. The food I was putting out was astronomical. 
Now, at this point, I'm living in Indiana. The guy across the street from me, directly across the street, is a dude who loves the Lord and has his own barbecue business where he just caters and stuff like that. And I was smoking every day. Anything. Like, really anything. I was smoking deep dish Chicago-style pizzas. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm smoking brisket. Yeah. You know, I'm smoking all this stuff. Um, The church I was at, we had a youth ministry. I ended up getting another smoker, the 1050, the big master bill. Nice. I, I was smoking uh, pork butts every week for youth. Every week. That's yeah, how you get them right there. That's, that's yeah. how you get them. Yeah. So I just start smoking and smoking. And then I made, okay, <laughs> I made a Facebook group. Mm. Barbecue Facebook groups can be the most toxic places in the world. Absolutely. I've noticed that. The second you post something and it's not perfect, you got 30 trolls coming on you and jumping on you. And I was even in some text thread the other day where the guy was like, I'm doing a, yeah, pork butt. Do I do fat up, fat down? And this is a group of pastors, and we call ourselves pit masters of divinity. I don't know if you want to steal that for any degree you might want to give for barbecue I think, church. I think barbecue but... church is just fine. <laughs> but but there was there was great hostility in that group and lots of opinions and everybody's an expert and <laughs> oh yeah right. everybody yeah. So I started barbecue assembly of God. I love it. That's so good. <laughs> oh, man. Nice. Ah, oh, that's good. That's good. You know, it started as a Facebook group. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's it's hilarious. I'm an Assembly of God pastor. Uh-huh. I started I start Barbecue Assembly of God Facebook group, <laughs> and we just start growing. Mm. And we're like, we're about to hit a thousand, like, people <laughs> in the group right now. Right. And we just post what we cook, and, you know, we get advice. But everyone knows you don't come in this group talking mess. Okay, good, good. That's the Part fundamental of the ground rules. Yeah. yeah, that's the fundamental problem that I've noticed with all this. And right. you'll get like a rookie coming in posting his first brisket, and people are like, "That's so dry. That stinks. That's awful." Right. No, we do. And so what we do is everyone knows that you're supposed to be helpful. Yeah. We're supposed to show love. Okay. And it's like, hey, man, what did you do? Yeah. What could you do better? And we ask and we have that community. If people come in talking trash, I bounce them. Nice. I don't know what happened. I cooked it at 500 for seven hours. No, I know. I don't know. You know, it's, we just, we just help people. That's awesome. And so one day I sat there and I go, am I the lead pastor of barbecue church? (laughs) (laughs) Like, am I the lead pastor barbecue assembly of God? And my homie said, yes. So they did this massive ordination where they take the like the grill the 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 tongs and they you know (laughs) they knight you you. right so so all so all of a sudden I'm like okay God I'm gonna start barbecue church and I'm going to just post videos on how to cook stuff and he said no you're not and I said what am I gonna do he says you're a pastor you're gonna lead people to Jesus. And I said, okay. So I launched May 29th, um, two years uh, ago, which is 20 or 2021, 20, 2022. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. So I launched barbecue church, uh, on my birthday, May 29th. And we just threw videos up. I just start preaching. That domain was available. Well, listen, <laughs> Like what happened? How do you get that? Like I can't Somebody, believe. Okay, go ahead. 
somebody owns bbqchurch.com. Uh -huh. That's right. Okay. Okay. But B A R B E C U E. They yeah. did not. So I can't I believe that. it. I got JesusLovesBarbecue.com. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I you know I bought BarbecueAssembly.com. Like I was just yeah, you're going for you it. No, yeah, I was just messing around, and we just started to launch. Uh, I would do quick seven to eleven minute sermons um, from wherever I am. I work all these other jobs. I'll be on the road. Um, I work in traffic control and parking logistics. I'll be in the middle of a field parking cars at West Point Academy, and I'll just put my camera on and do a sermon real quick. Yeah. And, and we started reaching. So right now we're reaching 800 to a thousand people online with the gospel. It's cool. awesome. And that's real numbers. That's not Facebook numbers. That's not me. Y'all yeah. are pastors. Y'all know Y'all know how you can, how you yeah. can do it. Oh, we're reaching 50,000 people. Thousand people this Shut week. Up. Shut up! You ain't reaching those. Well, with the interval of three point yeah. four times IP addresses times well, one minute views times, I know what 40, you're talking about. Forty thousand of those are ourselves watching our own video. Exactly. Like, oh, let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're reaching. Wow. We're reaching that many people, and it's been it, it, it's been a journey. All right, Andre, I I. I right with you. I love the throwing the wood in, throwing the charcoal in. I love it. But let me ask you this. What is your go-to? What is Andre Anderson known for? Now, you can do it all, but right. what's your signature dish? If we're saying dish. Oh, no, no, no. I meant like main course. Like, is it okay. rib? Is it brisket? Is it? The stray cat that flies down the street. What is it? <laughs> I mean, anything could get this smoke. Okay. Let's just say that. Anything could get this smoke. <laughs> but ribs, mm. competition style ribs are my jam. Yeah. Okay. So St. Louis or baby backs? Baby back. I mean, I'll, I'll mess with some St. Louis because I can rock those too. Mm -hmm. But I prefer to rock a simple baby back. Mm -hmm. I'll do a competition style. And they're killer. I'm not a fan of fall off, fall off the bone. Okay, fair. Hence, hence why I say competition style. Um, I like them to have a little bit of pull, mm -hmm. and um, and then my side is a is automatically apple pie baked beans. Oof, apple Ooh, pie I've baked. Never beans. heard of that. What is that? Throw them together, huh? Listen, I, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say much. Please watch this on YouTube. His reactions are priceless. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna say much. I'm just gonna say <laughs> give it away, you know, right now. I'm just, I'm just gonna say that these baked beans will change your life. Okay, Andre, wow. when I make my uh baby backs, pull the silver skin off first move. Some of my friends don't do it, and then they got that silver skin. Yeah, I know. He goes, who No, wouldn't, you don't. who wouldn't pull the silver skin? I have skin. a guy, he's got the most expensive smoker I've ever seen in the world, and he doesn't take the silver skin off. And I I I didn't I was at his house. I, did, I was like, you didn't take it off? Anyway, then I flip him over and I use a mustard on it and then a dry rub on it. 225, about five hours. If I have to, I try to get it up to like 195 to 205. And then if it stalls, I'll wrap it up in an aluminum foil. What are, am I doing anything wrong? Tell me. Are you doing anything wrong? No. Okay. Are you doing it the way I would? 
No. Can you tell me how you would do it? So I would do. <laughs> tell me. So I, I, again, hence competition style. Okay. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna mustard it up. Okay. I'm gonna season it. Um, I almost exclusively use Reload Rub. Reload. Reload. Okay. Reload. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I almost exclusively. Okay. Um, they are now. Fun fact: they're a Christian business. Very cool. So I love the Lord, and they have some of the highest quality in their rub that I've ever tasted. Okay, so we'll have to put that in the show notes so people see that. Reload. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, reload. They are they're amazing. Joel and Stacy are great people. So I'll season them up. Yep. Most of the time, I use two. Two different seasonings. <laughs> okay, do you mist it at any point with like, apple vinegar sap anything like that or do you just let it go i do i do a little bit it's it's half apple cider vinegar half apple juice okay 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 i'll let it run so i set my smoker to 250 oh it's a little bit hotter a little bit hotter okay so what's that take you about four hours that takes me two and a half okay okay so you're kind of going against the low and slow here Oh, yeah, because I'm getting a great amount of smoke in my ribs. Mm-hmm. I still have a decent smoke ring, which doesn't matter, but still, right. I have a decent smoke ring on there, It uh, and it gives me that bite that I need, but it also gives me a juicier rib. Interesting. Okay. Do you ever uh, uh, put barbecue sauce on it, or is that? No. Okay, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I'm just wondering, like, and you never have to wrap it in butcher paper or aluminum foil. Okay. I mean, I, okay. I will, I will wrap just for the sake of putting the butter on it. Yeah. Oh, just putting so, the butter in the bones. Yep. And then I'll do a little bit of uh, cosmos, uh, cosmos with a K they make a rib glaze. And so instead of using honey, I'll use that and I'll just put that in that bone and then I'll wrap it just so that that butter can kind of permeate in there. Wow. And How get much some time of that do you extra- have left on that when you do that? I'm getting hungry, man. Listen, I have at that point, I have about 45 minutes, 30 okay. to 45 minutes. Hence why I don't use brown sugar. Because it caramelizes too fast. Yeah, because it doesn't. It, it doesn't break down. Yep. And I don't want all that granulated sugar all okay. over my ribs. OK, wow. Okay. Fantastic. Beautiful. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, gigantic beef ribs. OK, listen. If you have the time and the money. I know. They're so expensive, man. Listen, I know. I I'll, know. I'll do them, right. but I don't want to pay for them. I know. Me so, too. So that's what I was going to ask you. So we got the ribs. That's like your go-to. If money wasn't an option right. for you, what, what what's going on that smoker? You, somebody comes to you, Andre, and they say, here's $5,000. Make whatever you wow, want. that's a lot. <laughs> Zach comes to you and says, here's $5,000. Make whatever you want. A meal for uh, like eight people. All right, I'm trying to get my hands on some hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs> I know you gave him too too much money there. Go, I'm trying. I did say if money I, wasn't an option though, so I guess I, yeah. I want to. I want a hippopotamus so bad. <laughs> it, like you know, like fam, if you come over, if you came to my house, if you if you were coming over and they were and you're like, what are you cooking? Like yo, I got some hippopotamus. <laughs> 
I got some of that hippopotamus meat. You're going to be I'm like, trying it. Right. I'm trying it. You know, what did you eat at Andre's? Man, we had some hippopotamus. <laughs> hey, Andre, you got any more of those hippo ribs? <laughs> oh, this is good. All right. Dude, do you imagine how big those would be? It's like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> All right. So this is combining right. two of your loves, right? Meat and Jesus. And so this is a podcast, Andre, about discipleship. So I want to know what are some similarities of making some really good barbecue with making some really good disciples? Mm. I actually thought that was a pretty good question. I mean, they both are low and slow. Both are low and slow. It's, Mm. it's, you can't, you can't rush it. Right. You can't rush it. And, and the issue, one of the issues in barbecue is when you cook a lot of that fat and all that extra stuff just kind of falls down. And that fat, if you turn the heat up too high, can start a fire and burn everything. Done that. So you have to run low and slow and you have to let everything break down. And also you have to give a resting period. Like there's, there's that time where the Lord wants us to kind of pull back from that heat and he needs to break down all the things that we're connected to. You know, the, the connective tissue is what breaks down whenever you're in a resting period. So there's things that uh, we as a people can be connected to that needs to be broken down. And we need that time to rest, to permeate, to sit um, in what God has for us. And so it has to be that low and slow mixed with that resting period and then back on. Because if you don't, if you don't focus on that process and baby it, you know, and make sure that it's right, you can end up burning people out. Mm. And you can end up flaming people out to the point where they don't want to come back. But isn't it, isn't it kind of crazy though? Because like right now it seems like the world is just a bunch of microwave answers, you know, like a bunch of quick fixes. Right. And when it comes to real great barbecue like yours, or when it comes to real discipleship, it's more, you know, the process and the journey and neither one of those are quick in either of those situations. Right. Right. And we have to train people to feed themselves. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what it's about. We can't continue to just feed people, feed people, feed people. We have to train them to make food and feed themselves and then feed the people around them. That's the discipleship process. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not so much that we need to go to church and be discipled by the pastor, be discipled by the life group leader. And that's my only discipleship moment. You're going there to learn how to cook. You're going there to learn how to disciple, to learn how to go into all the world. Because the Great Commission does not apply to just me, the pastor. Hmm. The Great Commission applies to every person who follows Christ. So go and learn how to cook it up, how to do your thing and who you're going to invite to your table because there's some people that only eat vegan food. Mm. Yeah. I can't believe you know that. Yeah. I know. I don't I don't believe that's God. Vegetarian or vegan listeners of this episode. I mean, <laughs> repent. Isn't there a Bible verse that talks about people that eat meat have greater faith than vegetarian? I mean, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. We can yeah, take a lot I, of things out of context, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been cooking some vegan food and some vegetarian food for some of these homies. Yeah. I have. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like do? it at all. 
<laughs> right. but I do it. I do it for them. Yeah. So we need to be able to know who's going to come to our table. Yeah. Who, who in our circle wants to eat at our table? You know, the, the barbecue church motto, uh, motto is you can eat with us. And, and that's our thing. You can come and eat with us. Yeah. Uh, come sit down, come have a meal and then learn how to cook for yourself. Learn how to cook for your family, learn how to lead your family spiritually. Um, the whole reason, you know, I, I mean, I haven't said it, but I mean, we're launching in-person services in Pittsburgh next month. Mm, cool. Like as of this recording, you know, and the wild part is, is that I have a lot of friends that I went to Christian school with that my brother went to school with who don't go to church right now. Um, they've been harmed in some way. Mm -hmm. We've, we've seen some really messed up stuff in the church. They still love Jesus, mm. but they don't want to be involved in church. And they're all coming out like from behind the curtain, like, Oh, wait a second. We doing barbecue. <laughs> Let's go do that. You know, they want to be a part. So we need to have a discipleship process in our lives where we're constantly helping people, where we're constantly feeding people, where we're constantly bringing people in and constantly living the Great Commission daily so that, you know, more and more people can come to the faith, more and more people yeah. can experience the love of God, more and more people can get healed mm -hmm. from what from what's uh, messing with their heart and messing with their body. So we just need to be about that life because if we're not, if we're not out here feeding people, you know, biblically, spiritually, and literally, what are we doing? Mm. Yeah, it's good. And I, I think earlier too, you, you know, you mentioned in those forums sometimes, like you, you guys really try to be helpful. But I think like if we're talking biblical metaphors and analogies, like we we want people <laughs> to be cooking on their own. And so the last thing we ought to do is if they show pictures of here's what it looks like is to uh, belittle them. That's not the right way to do it, you know, and and tell them we, we need to be encouraging and say, hey, yeah, like you said, walk me through what you did. How did it go? What could you do better? Uh, but in a more uh, leading way of we're, we're, we're trying to get to a a destination that maybe we'll never actually fully get to in this world, but we're on the way there at least. And so I think there's so, so for much instance, good in if your good friend named Zach owns a Traeger and has never cooked over charcoal or wood in his entire life, we don't taunt him. Right. We don't we don't say like, oh, you have an easy bake oven. <laughs> you don't know how to smoke regardless. So have you ever have you ever tasted good food in your life? You never say anything like that. Yeah, you Never. wouldn't do that because no. that would be rude to say in his yeah. presence. That would be so right. rude. Yeah, so rude. Rude. yeah, it might, it might hurt. It might hurt a guy named Zach's feelings. Yeah, and yeah. that and that person named Zach might actually have a lot of friends who own Traegers, but also have a friend who owns an Easy Bake Oven that they rip <laughs> on for owning an Easy Bake Oven. Right. That I mean, might. That it's just might basically a light bulb. <laughs> so did you see Andre? He's got. He's repping the Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, yeah. Right so here's too. okay. So here's the reality. Here's what's cool about this podcast is. We can bring people that uh, do smoker pellets and charcoal together. Yeah. Uh, and we can even bring, I haven't brought this up yet, but I just saw the mug on YouTube, Andre. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. You're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And mm. so we're enemies there as well. But in Christ, <laughs> we are coming together uh -huh. to offer the world hope. And maybe a little bit of reconciliation with uh, <laughs> all of our differences, but but our kindred spirit is is this though. I want to know, um, and you can get into as much as you feel that you want. Uh, have you 
this is so outside the box for some, and that's why I'm intrigued by it because I think, oh, if Andre's doing this with barbecue, I wonder what other niches or hobbies uh, someone else might have that could turn into a community of faith in some way or respect. So I want to get to that in a minute. But have you gotten any flack uh, for doing this? Because I'd imagine there's a number of people that when you try anything new, they have no idea what you're doing. And this is outside the box, man. And so that's not what we do at this church. Yeah. What's that been like for you? Um, yeah, it's it was weird because when I started this process and, and wanted to go after it, you know, I had a lot of support uh, from like Church Marketing University and, yeah. and people like that. Uh they they really stepped in and helped me out a ton. And when I'm trying to, you know, raise money and do all that, I ended up not raising money because people couldn't get on board. They they couldn't see it. Yeah. They they you know, because I said, look, I just want to create a space where people can send people to be able to engage with the Lord for real. I don't care what other church they go to. I don't care if they give to me like in, in the barbecue church, you know, it's not about giving there. It's about giving to the kingdom. And so that's what we want to be about. I, and they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to, you know, raise money to get a truck and trailer and go to churches and do barbecue events in their community so that they can invite more people to their churches. And they're like, why would you do that for them when you can do it for yourself? And I'm like, because I'm not building my kingdom, you idiot. I'm building the kingdom of God. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and I had people, uh, I've had some news articles done and I've read the comments and, you know, people are like, oh, this idiot and his barbecue church and like all this stuff. So I catch all that. Yeah. Um, the, the other side is that, I mean, you guys have just met me. Um, the other side is that I'm crazy. (laughs) So. I, like I'm six foot three and I like to fight. I, I don't care. I don't care what you say about me online. If you meet me in real life, you're not going to say the same thing that you said <laughs> online. And like, and, and sometimes like we get into that whole church thing where you think because somebody's a pastor that this person won't actually put hands on you. I'm going to be honest. I will punch somebody in the face. Like I'm not, I'm not that pastor. Right. Like I'm not yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna let you talk crazy to me. No. Um, <laughs> no, that's not me. Uh, in my life, I hang out with one of my jobs, I hang out with a bunch of Marines. Mm. Hanging out with Marines has drastically shifted my life a little to where I walk with a tad bit more confidence. Uh, I train to fight a lot more, and those guys have my back. Yeah. Um, and so they're the ones that they'll see that stuff and they'll say, Andre, <laughs> we're, we're here. Let babe. me know <laughs> if we need to go see somebody. <laughs> send me. Yeah, they're not they're not playing games, um, you know, but the the other side of it, um, as, as I just shift, you know, these Marines are meeting Jesus for real. Mm. Yeah. And one of them. Uh, two, two of his kids went to air force Academy about three weeks apart. And he texts me freaking out because he didn't have the money to be able to go see them graduate. Mm. He's like, I'm not going to be able to pull that off Andre. And I said, well, we're going to pray. And he's like, I never ask anybody to pray for me. And I'm like, well, first off, I didn't ask you. Master, I told you. Right. <laughs> yeah. I told you what we're doing. 
And he said, well, wait a second. We're allowed to ask God specifically for things? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how this works. So he goes, okay, bet. Let's go. So he starts praying. I start praying. Uh, about three weeks later, he called me, and he said a lot of words that we're not going to say on this podcast. Um, there were a lot of Marine-esque expletives. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he basically said, God freaking did it. Mm. He said, God freaking did it. And I'm like, what did God freaking do? And he said, uh, they just upped my disability. I am now getting a lot more money from the VA. And I can go see both of my babies graduate. Uh, and it's not going to be taxing. He goes, God did it. We prayed and God answered my prayer. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And so now he goes, he'll text me. And it's funny because with Marines, they text you um, a lot of like uh, videos of people giving you the middle finger um, because that's their lifestyle. They're just like, this is what I'm going to text you. And then it goes, then later it's like, I'm so glad that God brought me into your life. I'm so glad that God has shifted. I'm so glad that we're friends. You know, I'm a man of God now because of what God did through you and our relationship. Mm. I love you. F you. Yeah. 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 That hard exterior, and, but you know, it's legit. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the texts that I get, uh, monthly because God is working on people's lives and, and in discipleship and in what we do, our job is to point people to him mm-hmm. and to have people follow Jesus. I don't, I, I honestly, I don't talk. I don't speak to people's walk. Well, you I don't need God to speak to their what? Walk. I don't speak to their walk. Okay. Like their walk with Christ is their walk with Christ. I'm just here to help direct you and help guide you as you continue to walk on that path. Yeah. The Lord is going to speak to you as to what he wants out of your life and what he wants to do through you. I just need to make sure that you stay connected and you're listening to him. You're mm-hmm. following him and you're reading the word. And that's what we're focused on. And we're guiding people to Jesus and helping them stay on that path. You know, and it's, it's been immense. It's been great. Yeah. Um, it's well, real discipleship. Man. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for as much flack or negativity may come in, mostly probably from people that don't really understand or know or, or even care to know and take the time to invest like that. That's the other side of it is like you're in it and you are a part of and hear and see these stories. And so it's like, even if I, it does catch flack out there, God's moving. And I think that's what I really appreciate about you uh, being willing to do something new like this is it, it it's it's helping people it may not be the way they would do it and that's okay god desires us uh, designs us all differently uh, but it's it's moving and it's helping people and and that's what i'm trying to get people to think about a little bit more is in their common everyday lives are there things like this that it may not be barbecue for them but that is part of what they can do to, to help stir up more and more discipleship and more and more followers of Jesus. And so, yeah, what, what is there anything, I, I guess maybe the question would be, is there anything transferable um, so that it's take, take out barbecue from it, but that, that is transferable that you're doing that a, a, a more regular common everyday person might be able to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it's, I, I mean, what's your passion? Mm-hmm. 
what's your passion? Like, what, what is that thing that you love? You know, I love starting up a grill and we can have a bunch of people over the house and we'll just party and eat. Yeah. It's my passion. It's what I love. I mean, do you, do you like to sew? Do you want to do a sewing deal? You know, we, we look at them as life groups. Like we, like, you know what I mean? Like we'll do like, Ooh, the video game life group or the, the sewing life group or the, this, like all that, like there's anything that you can do. Let's do the golf life group. Let's do the miniature golf life group. You know, let's get people together that have a passion and do life with them and be honest and real about who we are. You know, like one thing, one thing I've learned is that I'm very open about my relationship with the Lord and what I do. Yeah. You ask people, other people, what they do and they'll say, oh, I went out and I was partying and there was this girl and all that. Like, what did you do? Like, man, I woke up and I prayed and this is what I saw God do in my life. And it was dope. You know, like I just, it's just real. Yeah. It's honest and it's real. Like, let's be honest and real. Let's. You know, let's do the Starbucks church. You know, let's do the yeah. coffee church. Let's come together and let's drink exquisite coffees and sip and find out which the best ones are. And then talk about, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. Like, come on, man. Like, it's <laughs> too easy. It, it's Yeah, it's, it's just easy. Is, is there a surfing, you know, is there a surfing group that you can do? It, it's just it's just a way to get into people's lives. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just a it's it's just a way to attract people that are different and it gets you into a different location. The wakeboarding life group. That's yep. what that's what people in Orlando do. Y'all wakeboard or do weird <laughs> stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not hanging off the back of no boat, dog. That's not <laughs> not gonna do that. Uh, not in Florida, dog. There's alligators. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. There are alligators. I can I can swim really you think you well. Can smoke an alligator. You know I can smoke alligators, dog. Why are you playing? <laughs> I mean, your goal is a hippo, so yeah, I think an alligator wouldn't be nothing for you. But right, I had my eye on an ostrich, but <laughs> it's a whole other. So, I went. I went into one of those in Florida. They have this weird store. It's got like all kinds of different animal beef jerkies, and they had like python beef jerky. They had like ostrich beef jerky. They had giraffe beef jerky. They had all this stuff. They had shark beef jerky, like hammerhead shark beef jerky. Mm. So my wife, as a joke, got me some hammerhead beef jerky. It was by far the worst thing I've ever consumed in my <laughs> life. That was awful. Yeah. But, um. Then she got some normal one like elk and and stuff like that. Yeah. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. But no, I don't recommend. The so hammerhead. no hammerhead jerky. I don't recommend the hammerhead jerky at all. Okay. I say pass that. <laughs> well, yeah. they didn't have living in. They didn't yeah, have. They, they probably they probably didn't. It's actually illegal. Um, <laughs> it's actually illegal to uh, kill and eat an African hippo. Mm. But I heard that Pablo Escobar <laughs> had hippos. In South America. Mm. Mm. And then they released them. So I think if we got our hands on South American ones, I think we'll be good. Okay. There good you go. We're going to solve this. Uh, if we solve nothing else, I think we're going to solve <laughs> can, the hippo. Can you eat a hippo? Can you eat a hippo? Can, um, you, so, you understand that I've been thinking about this for a while. <laughs> no, I, I get that. Yeah, I get that. So 
tell me then, so what, what does Barbecue Church look like today? So I heard it opened May 2022-ish. Uh, we put up some videos. We, you'll do videos wherever, preach the gospel. Uh, it, it's got a following. Now you're doing pop-ups in uh, services. Is that, does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that's it. It's, you know, we, we I try to stay true to a 7 to 11 minute sermon every week that we push out either Saturday or Sunday. Um every week with the uh I think it's the exception is Father's Day. Yeah. Um I don't put out anything on Father's Day. Uh that's a whole nother that's just a, a thing. Um and then, you know, these in-person pop-ups, I'm going to do two before the end of the year. And then we're going to look to the future to see what God has for that. Um, the Father's Day thing, just real quick. Um, I Right before I did Father's Day last year, um, I found out that a, a good friend of mine who was a pastor um, decided to no longer live. Mm-hmm. And it hit me so hard. Uh, she was in Detroit, and I was right about to preach. And I said, no. Yeah, I'm not going to do a sermon. Um, I'll just go live later and and do something. And so, so every Father's Day, I take a break. Yeah, and and I just put out a real quick deal of, you know, this year I did the Father's blessing. Um, it's something that I do whenever I preach. Uh, it's something that I wrote. That's just a blessing for people who just need a blessing from a dad because I feel like uh, <laughs> receiving a blessing from a father is a big deal, and. So every time I preach, that's what I do. And so I did that this year and it was just a real quick two minute deal and then in and out. Um, you know, and then we talk about mental health around Father's Day as well, just because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because, you know, we're we're out here for everyone and we want to, you know, truly help, you know, enrich everybody's life. So that's cool. That's awesome. I, yeah, I love it, dude. And I love I love the consistency with what you're doing and and. I think that there's uh, just, yeah, if, if people are hearing anything from this, I think what I would love for them to hear is, yeah, what are you doing currently in your life that you could be doing with others? Uh, this is not, we don't have to be as isolated and lonely, uh, which plays into that mental health uh, in a deep way. We don't have to be. Uh, we can turn the things that we're doing into opportunities to get to know others, especially when it's around a common interest that just makes it so so much easier to, you know, for that initial hang or that initial meet and greet, which can be awkward and weird <laughs> to even make relationships and friendships these days. And so if we got something at least, you know, that would be great. I might be doing a Cleveland Browns group here in, in Omaha. And I don't think you'd come to that. Andre, uh, you'll but... probably get two or three people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll at least have two people. Yeah. Or two or more are gathered. The Lord right. is yeah. Christ. Or two or more are gathered. Every Browns fan will still end in disappointment. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I saw a stat the other the other day from last. Uh, it's been thirty consecutive years that the Pittsburgh Steelers have had a better record than the Cleveland Browns. Thirty straight times. I heard Johnny Manziel's coming back this year, so you I, might have. To I check. watched the documentary. No thanks. I heard don't might, want to have him back. I heard he but. might be coming back. <laughs> I I think there's something so great to what you're doing, and even in scripture, right? You look at how important food and a meal is. And I think we miss out sometimes just even 
because I don't know what your common interest is, everybody listener after, but I know you're eating. I know everybody <laughs> eats multiple times a day, probably yeah. even. And so what could even these opportunities, sharing meals with someone someone look like? All right. Hey, Andre, I asked this question kind of to close up uh, to every guest. Uh, this is a podcast to ultimately challenge each person to be a greater disciple of Jesus. And so if you could practically challenge each listener to be a greater disciple of Jesus this week, what's one thing you would have them do? Man, listen. <laughs> uh, it's... It seems so chill, um, but like, how about we just really pray and really listen to God? Yeah. Like, like for real, not just say that we do. Mm. How about we actually do it? Like actually pray and actually listen to God for real and do what he's telling us to do and ask the Lord, Hey, what is it that you want me to do? Mm. You know, like my wife, my wife and I have been praying about some business stuff that we're looking at. And we felt like the Lord said, did you ask me, though? Yeah. Did you ask me, though? And she was like, you know what? You're right. So we asked him. (laughs) So let's ask God, what does he want from us? What does he want from our families? What does he want from our children? What does he want? Like, where does he want us to go? Mm. Like, what churches does he what church does he really want us at? Like well, not just, oh, I like the worship here or, oh, I like this or what church does he want you at? Can I be, uh, can I, can I be honest? Please. Yeah. I go to a church right now that I would not go to. <laughs> I'll be honest. Cause I mean, I run a church, but I go to church on Sunday. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I can go to church, you know, cause I believe in, you know, I believe in that. I go to this small AG church. The lead pastor is cool. There's about 70 people in the room. They're all old. <laughs> like it's, it's just, but the pastor and his wife are great people. And the pastor's wife became my wife's best friend. Yeah. Oh. And when we moved here, I took her away from her family. I moved her to my home, home city. Now she has a best friend. That's, that's a lead pastor. Yeah. Okay. I go there and we do life there. And we do life with them and we hang out there. That is, it is not the church I would normally go to. Sure, It's just not, but that's where God has us. Yeah. You know, and we prayed, we, we visited a bunch of different churches around Pittsburgh. If you know this area, there's a lot of them. And I went to school with a lot of their pastors. <laughs> like they're all, they're all homies. Yeah. Like we're friends, friends. Yeah. You know, we break bread together. No, I go to this little church because God said, this is where I want you. Where I want you. That's this cool. is where I want you to serve. So if you if you're a disciple of Christ, be a disciple. Listen to Jesus and do what he tells you to do. It's beautiful. I think that's the common thread I see and hear in your story is this uh reliance on God in prayer and and listening and then an obedience that comes with that, which is super cool. So whether that means Every couple of years, you're flipping states to go do whatever God has, or whether that means you're going to open up barbecue church and, and mm-hmm. do something nobody else has done, or whether that means just going to a church that you probably wouldn't go to. It's like, you know, God, 
I'm in relationship with God. I'm obedient. And so Red Letter Disciple listeners, if you take that challenge on, you really pray, really listen, and are obedient to God. Let us know, hashtag Red Letter Disciple. We want to pray for you, cheer you on, encourage you in that pursuit. Andre, this has been super cool. If I'm going to turn it over to Chris in just a moment, but if people want to connect with you or with what you're doing at Barbecue Church, where's the best place to see you? Ooh. I, I might guess. I would guess maybe a website called barbecuechurch.com. Spelled out, yep. of course. Spelled out. B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E. Church.com. That's, that's where I'm at. And on Facebook, I'm Andre Steven Anderson, Steven with a V. Cool. And- All right, Chris, what you got for him? Andre Steven Anderson. <laughs> you uh, come before us today as founder of barbecuechurch.com, master of the baby back rib, disciple who doesn't go after the low-hanging fruit that so many of us go after. No, you go to the Marines, the tough people to get a hold of. You give them real talk, and you make disciples. For that, I give you my respect. (laughs) Wow. Now, sir... We are going to test your barbecue IQ in a game custom made for you. Wow. Called the Andre Anderson barbecue IQ game. All right. <laughs> here we go. What a what a clever name. Andre, where did the term barbecue originate? Hold, I'll give you some multiple choices. Did it the term barbecue originate from Caribbean cooks using a wooden platform, Hawaiian luau's complete with roast pig? or Southern Plantations? Ooh, let's just say Southern Plantations. Okay, that was what I was going to say too, and that's okay. Uh, but it was actually Caribbean <laughs> cooks using a wooden platform. The origin Lies. of the word... <laughs> <laughs> he is his own research department, by the way. I, the, I don't... Yeah, the, I don't... Look, let me explain. The, the origin of the word barbecue, which I did not know, is not definitively known, but the best guess is that Spaniards, upon arriving in the Caribbean in the 15th century, used the word barbacoa to describe the cooking method they observed. I, he's not buying it one bit. Well, hang on. You what? give a question, where did the term originate? And then your first sentence answer is, is it's not definitively known, but the best guess. See, lion. Yeah, right, th- right. I, yeah, that didn't right. even count. Right. That's... You're, you stayed zero for zero. You've moved more times than Abraham, but when, how long, <laughs> how long were you in Florida? Total. Yeah. Five years. Okay. So you have experienced Southern barbecue. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. What side dish question two, what side dish was the earliest staple in Southern barbecue? Was it potato salad, cornbread, or Mac and cheese? Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it should be it should be mac and cheese. Well, what is it? Cornbread. That's right. That is correct. Although you're likely to find all of these sides in a modern cookout, cornbread was the <laughs> earliest pairing with southern barbecue because corn grew better than wheat and was readily available. All right, let me ask you, you're a real manly man. You kind of look like a tougher Kanye West. Uh, so here we go. I mean, you really do. According to standard etiquette, what should a guest never do at a barbecue? What should a guest never do? Number one, touch a black man's barbecue. That's 
that's exactly right. Yeah. That is exactly he didn't, he didn't, he didn't right. You the... didn't even need the options. You never touch a man, either African-American or white. You don't touch their grill unless a fire is about to go down. And then even then it's questionable. <laughs> even and then. then. And then it's like you have to raise the alarm yeah. first. Yeah. Yep. And then be told to take care of it. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That is good. Okay. You uh, familiar with Alabama barbecue? I used to live in Birmingham. Okay. So here's the. That'll be easy. What characterizes Alabama barbecue? Is it a mustard-based sauce, a molasses-based sauce, or a white Alabama sauce? Alabama white. That's it. Yep. This guy All knows right. his barbecue. This is the final question I have, and this is kind of multiple choice. This really is just bonus. This is just extra credit at this point. How many Americans own a grill or a smoker? Is it? So grill or smoker, 24%, 54%, 64%, or 84%. 24, 54, 64, 84. Mm. How many Americans own either a grill or a smoker? Let's go 64. That's right. That's right. Andre wins the game. Andre wins the game. You will get um, – uh, we're going to send you his trigger. <laughs> That's what your prize is, buddy. We're sending his uh, – You know what? Keep I'm it. good. Keep it. <laughs> okay, good. All That's right. the first good. gift we've uh, given Never. away. Wow. And uh, glad to know we don't actually have to. Oh, uh, my so goodness. I'm glad I get well, to keep my trigger. Well, you get that, to, was... I guess <laughs> – I forgot to go over that with you. If he got three out of five, you get your trigger. Oh, wow. Hey, Andre, man, this was this was so fun. Thanks for being on the Red Letter Disciple. And uh, we're we're cheering and rooting you on and, and just grateful for you and your obedience to the Lord. And all joking aside, like it's it, cool, man. It yeah. is so cool what you're doing, man. God bless you. Yeah. It's awesome. So thanks for being on the show with us today, bro. No doubt. Cool. I told you that episode is going to be crazy, and I will share different opinions than Andre on my beloved Traeger, but that's okay. Hey, if you want to connect with Andre Anderson or grab the highlights from today's show, check out our show notes at redletterpodcast.com. Also, I mentioned if you are listening close to or in real time, our best deals of the year at Red Letter Living are coming next Monday. So don't miss it. You can find out about those and everything else again at redletterpodcast.com. Just click on the episode with Andre Anderson and you'll see everything that I'm talking about there. Next week, we are having a first. A first is happening on the show. The mic is getting flipped. But this time on the one and only, my co-host, Chris Johnson, I figured, you know what? After 56 episodes in, next week is 57. Y'all need to hear from Chris. Obviously, Chris is a great friend, super partner in the podcast with me, but he's more than just the funny, goofy, off-the-wall guy. I mean, he is those things too, but Chris has a real story of growing up without faith and struggling with depression and suicide to now being a pastor, a church planter, and a great man of God. What changed? And how did God use ordinary people in ordinary ways to help Chris become an extraordinary disciple of Jesus? And of course, it's Chris. So we're still going to have lots of fun. And you'll learn how he pranks nearly every employee or pastor at the churches that he's been in the last 20 years. So if you're into pranks, well, I'm just saying next week, you might get a couple of new or old 
fresh ideas that you know we can recycle again just saying so hey don't miss next week's episode i'm really really pumped for you to hear chris in this new light and so the way to not miss it is to subscribe or follow on we're on all the regular platforms but certainly apple podcasts and spotify we've got video on my personal fave youtube and again if you could take a moment and give us a five-star rating uh, on apple or spotify that'd be a great blessing a review would be even even better and the question i'd love for you to answer is which episode of red letter disciple has been your favorite and why all right that's it y'all we'll see you next week for the next episode of the red letter disciple A Huda Media Production.